So how are you going? How's your Sunday morning been? Good, good. We didn't do much today. Oh, well, we haven't actually. Our guest today is coming to you all the way from Queensland, Australia, but she hasn't always lived there. I suppose yeah. we haven't seen you before either. So I'm Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joining us I in the Single Sisters studio okay. today yeah. is Jackie, a very busy woman, working and raising three daughters, one of them only nine months old. Oh, it's really good that you could talk to us, yeah, and find a little bit more about, you know, your culture. While we chat about Jackie's culture and beliefs and a very honourable tattoo. Different people, different women, different outlooks on life. There's one thing yeah, most yeah, important Yeah, yeah, that's what her. Deb was saying. Yeah. All the yeah. different women and stuff. And, and we find out what and how she achieved it. Oh, 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 oh. Hi, Jackie. Thanks for joining Joe and I for a chat this morning. So, Jackie, if you would like to give the listeners a bit of your background life before you moved to Australia and what you remember about your life in Samoa? Um, yeah, so I left Samoa when I was seven um, and we moved to Australia. So I did grade one and I did grade two. I do remember the, the people that I went to school with, um, but then we came here and we actually moved back home in 95. So I did grade eight, grade nine and halfway through grade 10. So I sort of went back to the same school again because my family's um, Catholics back home, so we all went to Catholic schools at home. So I've actually went back to the same friends that I had from grade one, which to date were still very good friends. See, I do still remember quite a lot, especially because we went back and I was a little bit older then as well, so it was like between 13 and 15. Okay, Um, so you would have had two different experiences being a young yeah. child and then being older. And then being older, yeah, yeah. yeah How was the education, like, was there much different in the education system, like from some up to... Not at all. Um, it was pretty much it was pretty much like here. So I didn't actually miss out on much when I went home and when I came back it was just a continuation. The only thing that I struggled with a lot is that um, the Samoan subject is compulsory back home. So I was really excited to do it, thinking that it was the everyday talking because I was still talking the Samoan, um, fluent in Samoan, but only to realise because there's a everyday speaking Samoan and then there's formal Samoan. Right. So I struggled quite a lot because it was a very formal Samoan that we had to learn all the culture and the traditional things that only high chiefs would do. So, yeah, I did struggle quite a bit, but I absolutely loved it. But I think it was because I reconnected with my friends from when I was in grade one and a bit of grade two. So it was very different. I I loved it because I got to appreciate, I saw the differences in what I have here. So when we went back home, there wasn't much at home, like with regards to pretty much anything really, like the, the flash clothes, the, the magic <laughs> that we have over here, and then you go home and then the food and stuff over here as well. Then you go home, we didn't have much at home, but everyone was really happy, so you never really notice. But because we had so much of it over here, I did notice a big difference, which I am so thankful for because I got to go home and actually appreciate things that I do have here. 
Yeah, that's good. And yeah. and being that it was um, your teenage years, like they're very impressionable years. So for you to come from Australia and you know, like have all those, I guess, material things mm. and go back, yeah, that yeah, sometimes so, would be hard, I'd imagine. Yeah. So it was hard, but I, I think it's because cause back at home it's like it's all about family. Mm-hmm. So you don't really think about all the material things on the outside. Like it took a bit, like a couple of months to get used to it. But after that, because everyone is just so happy with what they have, they just appreciate whatever they have, you just you just get used to it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, you don't end up missing it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a big difference with the schools as well. Like over here, you know, there's no such discipline over here with the kids. It's like you get detention and then. You sit in the room for an hour while the teacher just takes off and you do whatever. Back home, it's very different. It's very strict because our culture is all about respecting your elders. So we did get discipline, like you do get hit and stuff when we were younger. Um, but it was all on the the ruler, the nuns, yes, with the ruler yeah. in the hand. Yeah. <laughs> so it was that the culture was very different. Mm-hmm. But I did like it there because there was that respect in yep. the school between the teachers and that and I think you get to concentrate more on school because you don't get that option of just sitting around and go yeah whatever I don't want to do it yeah yeah and so I, I mean I think every culture you know to be honest should have that in a way I mean you know obviously the discipline side you know there's twos and fours for that but um or fours yeah. and against I should say but I, I think it you know uh, we're lacking respect in a lot of yeah. areas mm. yeah yeah. And that's very true. Like when, because I was schooling in Sydney, when we first moved here, we, we lived in Parramatta. So oh. it was very different. We got to do whatever we wanted. And whenever we got in trouble, it was just an hour to sit in the corner or detention after school, which you just sit there and you just write something to say, I'll never do it again. Yeah, you're, you're not actually doing learning. anyways. Yeah. You're yeah. not actually learning yeah. a lesson. Yeah. 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 Whereas at home, there is that discipline. And because there's that discipline you have the respect for the teachers that you need and if you do get detention it's like we we have like they've all got these different types of detentions that you do but our particular school was um we have these prickles like they're the bush and they've got thorns and stuff oh, yeah and um what hap- you get you have to pick out 50 so because there's thorns everywhere you actually have to dig the ground to take oh, it out so it's not okay. just pulling it out. Yeah. yeah, so that was your detention. You have to Oh, do- my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> and not even just that, you'll get in trouble for going home late and as soon as they know that you got detention, you also get in trouble at home because they know that you've yeah. disrespected the teacher and stuff. So, yeah, it's very different cultures, which I absolutely love and I did wish that they do have that here at school. Mm, yeah. yeah. They have um, lightened up a lot, I think, on the discipline and it doesn't, like you say, it doesn't have to be physical. No, no. Making kids actually understand what they've done wrong yeah. and get them out doing something mm. physical. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think is a great idea and they just don't, kids just sit in a classroom and oh, yeah, do yeah. whatever they want or get on their phones now and, you know. Mm. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very different and I think, because of that culture, like to date, um, everyone that's even left the school, we have that really strong foundation with our schools as well. So each grade in most schools, not just the Catholic schools, also in the government schools, each grade we all have our own um, 
whenever someone's in trouble or whenever they need something at, at our schools to be built or if someone passes away in our class, we all get together and we all send money home. Oh. And then our friends that are back home, they will get together and they will buy a gift for our friends and their families to take to funerals and stuff like that and weddings and things like that. So and that, that continues that, on now. Like, up until today, yeah. So just know. last week a really good friend of mine passed away and we've known each other since we were five. So that's what we all do. We've still got a group on Facebook. So each grade have got their own Facebook page. Yes. So we all get together every time we need something or we need to help out with the nuns and the building of our schools. We all donate money, so whatever we can put in. And then our mates that are still back home, they go and buy all the stuff and they go on behalf of our grade to represent our class. And that's throughout Samoa as well. So it's not just unique to our school. It's actually unique to all the schools. So we do a lot of fundraising for our schools and stuff at home. So that's something that's really different from here because here, yeah. once you finish school, that's it, you're gone, you have a 10-year reunion and that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you Whereas have to sort us, of keep the friendships alive, don't you? Yeah, so with that. us, that still carries on today and a lot of schools do that, like all the grades above me, even my older sisters, like they're all my first cousins but because we're all brought up together, we call each other sisters and brothers. Yeah. So they're very much involved as well and they're all over the world. And we all still donate back home whenever we need to do things. Oh, that's good. I think that's yeah. a really, yeah, really good thing. And, I mean, it's like that community, yeah. isn't it? Mm. What We yeah. all help each other and that's how yeah. we get, yeah, I think we could encompass a bit of that in our own lives, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Helping each other out. Mm. So you have four daughters. Um, actually got three, three girls. Oh, three daughters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right, okay. So how do you make sure your cultural ties with Samoa carry on through them being back in Australia? Um, with my two older girls, like when they were younger, I did try to speak to them in Samoan. Um, but their dad, he was born and raised in Samoa. His family were mostly born overseas and raised overseas. So they didn't actually speak the language. So it was really hard for me to try to teach them a language growing up because everyone around them was speaking English. So the language, they got a, they got sort of lost as they grew up. But now that they're older, because mine is, um, the older one's 16 and the other one's 12, they're now wanting to relearn again. So we're trying yeah. to slowly teach them again. But what I did try to keep from a very young age for my girls is the, the culture. So they so that they can understand the culture and the concept of family and respecting elders because our culture and our tradition is all about it's the basic things where you respect your elders mm -hmm. you don't walk around eating while you're eating you have to sit down and eat properly when there's elders around you don't take the couch you sit on the floor let the elders so those simple things that I've embedded in them since they were young yeah. that they need to do because when we go home that's very strong back home still so that they know when they do go home. Right. The language was still slowly. I do regret not sticking to it, but it was kind of hard when everybody spoke English and no one spoke yeah. around. Yeah. So whereas my current partner now, he's he's from home as well. So he was born and bred back home as well. He's, he's fluent in it as well, which is really good. So we get to speak it every day. 
Oh, uh, that's good. Yeah. yeah, within the home, I yeah. think you can learn more, can't yeah. you? Yeah. all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so that's what I've tried to, because the language sort of thing, I sort of stopped that. I just sort of, I, I really do regret stopping it because I got annoyed that everyone spoke English all the time. Um, and then I just went, oh, stuff it, we'll just speak English. <laughs> because I didn't really teach them that. I try to embed the other parts of our culture in them so that they do understand that side of things. So yeah. they can understand someone, the basic someone, um, but they can't really repeat it back or they can't say things like sentences and stuff. So I am trying to do that now and I'm trying to do fix my mistake with the two older ones, with the little one now, yeah. to do what my parents did when we moved here because we weren't allowed to speak English at home. So I'm trying to do that now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's good. And it's important, I think, um, when you do come from another culture or even your grandparents do, to just have that little bit of knowledge yeah. about, mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it gets lost and we're a multicultural country here. So, you know, it's good to know if you've got family or even friends, like to be able to say hello in, a, in another yeah. language. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. So I have tried to do that now, but I've always taught them the culture and the traditions that we do have back home. I mean, there's still a lot of stuff that I still need to learn to date with regards to our culture. Um, but I do understand the traditions and things that we have at home. So that's something that I've always taught them as they grew up on what needs to be done every time they go around elders and what we need to do when we go back home and that. Yeah, that's good. And like you say, having that respect for it as well. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Jackie, your parents were pastors in the church and what influence did they have on the way you have and now do live your life, do you think? Uh, Yeah, so they have been... They were in the ministry since, yeah, since I was seven. So that's how we ended up in Australia because they were in the ministry. So yeah. um, they do, they did have, um, my parents only passed away about a year and a half ago, going on to two years now. Okay. So they have had a very big influence with regards to my faith um, in God. So that's something that's very important to me and, and the way that we live. So my dad was really good as in... I think because my parents have been overseas for a very long time, so they've been overseas since the 70s um, in New Zealand and that. So they sort of combine the Samoan culture and the Western culture together in the way they raised us. So they sort of raised us to do things on our own because a lot of the time with our culture we do, we live together, we do everything together. So our parents have always tried to say, to do things as it like you know we live overseas now we'll never lose our culture we'll never lose our faith in God but I need you just to be more independent and do your own thing which is very different from back home where everyone has to do stuff together and so they've just raised me and my sister and my brothers to be independent and do our own thing Um, but there's just one thing that they've always taught us is that to never forget to never forget to thank God for everything that we do have. So that's something that I've carried on from them through my kids as well. I think it's good to have a belief in something, even if it's not really, you know, it does give you a strength. Like we, 
I, I go with all the positive thought feeds and memes that come through on my Facebook feed and I just find strength in words and reading things. Oh, yeah, my dad was very big in reading. He absolutely loved reading. He always bought books all the time, which is something that I've actually done myself since I've left home as well. And because he was a pastor, he actually taught me and my siblings to accept all religion. Whether you believe in God or not, is that you just treat people as they are. And that's the way we've always been. So we've always treated people as they are. And even when we had those missionaries, you know, the Mormon missionaries that would come around, my dad actually loved them. You know, he used to let them in and used to let them in and they used to chat and stuff, whereas we used to sort of hide and turn all the lights off kind of thing. (laughs) But, yeah, so that's something that, I'm really thankful for that my parents have actually taught us is that doesn't matter what anybody's belief is and you just take people as they are mm-hmm. and that's their relationship between God or whatever God that they believe in. Yeah. That's something that that's them, whereas with us, our relationship with God is personal as well. So my what I do is between myself and God. It's not between myself, God, and everyone else around and that's how it is with other people. If they yeah. don't believe in God, whatever they believe in, that's their thing. And yeah. all you've got to do is respect them. And if you respect them, they'll have the respect. You'll have the respect yeah. back from them. That's yeah. So that's one of the biggest things that I've taken away from my parents was just accepting people for who they are and what they are. Yeah. And isn't that just another sort of simple philosophy, really? If you're respectful and you're kind, yeah, it doesn't matter who you are, where you've come from, you know, what you've been through. That's just, it's just simple, isn't it? Yeah. Simple way yeah. to live life, yeah. really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so can you tell us a bit about your um, tattoo? You've got a Samoan tattoo. Is that um, Malu? Is that how you yeah, pronounce it? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I did, I got it done in 2008, 2007. I got it done. So the, before the missionaries came to Samoa, tattooing was a very big thing in the Polynesian culture. Um, and when the missionaries came in the 19th century, they did try to wipe it out and stop it because. They said that tattooing is the devil's work and things like that. So Samoa was one of the only country in the South Pacific that actually carried on the tradition. They never stopped when the missionaries tried to stop it from happening and it just carried on. So it's one of the biggest it's one of the biggest traditions that we have and one and our culture is well known for so the Malu is for the women, which is the um, women's traditional tattoo. Um and the malu just means to be sheltered and to be protected. That's what malu means, and it actually means her house as well. And all all that really is is just it's pretty much our role as women in the community for as a salmon. And why it's so important, it's not so much of a coming out sort of thing because I know a lot of people just assume. Oh, is that because it's a you're coming out, coming of age? Yeah, like coming of age. That's, yeah, coming yeah, that's of age. What I it might so be. a lot of people think that it's a coming of age thing, but for us, it's not really a coming of age thing. It's always been a cultural thing, and it's so the patterns that we do have, it has a lot of meaning to do with the um, the way that we live, 
how the food and everything were done back home and it's just the way that we it's like a role that us women have in the Samoan community and that is to protect our family and that's just um, provide shelter for our family and to look after our families and that's from right from the kids until to all our elders and that's what it really is Mm-hmm. And the reason why it was so important for me is that my nana, um, I was very close with my nana. She had it done at 16. So you do, a lot of girls tend to get it done at 16. Traditionally, it was only the high chief's title, uh, high chief's um, daughters that would get it back, back mm-hmm. then. But now a lot, of, a lot of people are getting it because we want to keep our culture alive. So yeah. there's a lot of things that do come with it. So you do have to get your blessings from your parents before you do get it. Um, it is, it's, it's well, it's sort of known as like it's bad luck if you don't get their blessings to go ahead with it. Okay. And my nana had it done at 16 because she was beto- uh, bestowed a very high chief title in her village as the maiden of the village. And then on the same day, she had a ceremony. So we have a full ceremony when we get it done, and she had her tattoo done. So her and I have always talked since I was little about mm-hmm. me getting it done because she was the only female in our family that had it done. So we always spoke about it when we were young, and she would explain to me how it came about in in our culture and what the differences are. She explained all the patterns that were on her tattoo and the way that it should be worn because it's not it doesn't really we're not really supposed to show it oh, so we okay. show it in like traditional dancing and the ceremonies that we have that's when the malu is shown um so yeah so she from a very young age I've always wanted to get it done because of something that was very special between my nana and I and um, you're always supposed to get it in a, in a pair. So the girls would do it together. There's always supposed to be two girls or a girl and a guy. So the guy would get a bit and his one would be from up here, like on the right down to the knees. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. Whereas the girls, we get it done from the top of our thighs to just below our knees. And is that on both legs? Both legs. Yeah. Does that take some time, or do they do it over a period of time? It it depends. Uh, the The girls' one is quite simple compared to the guys' one. So we use the Samoan traditional tattoo. Uh, sorry, the traditional tools. Yeah. So not not every tattooist can do it. So there's certain tattoos that have been bestowed the title to actually do the tattooing. Um, so we do have the traditional tattoo. So mine took about three hours. So there was like one and a half on each leg. Um, so it just depends on the girl on how sh- how much pain tolerance that she yeah, has. I was so, going to say, yeah. I was going to ask you that because I did some research on it and, yeah, I, you know, if it's done in the traditional method, yeah. Yeah. Like so I've got a couple of other tattoos which were done by the machine yeah, and the the tattooing tools that we do have, it is a lot more painful than the machine. So, mm. but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, and they've got two people that would actually stretch your skin. So you're you're lying down and they would stretch it because it's not like the tattooing where they've got the machines and that where they do um, what do they do? They do they yeah they do patterns and they trace it on your body. They trace it onto your skin. Yeah. Freestyle, so the um, tofunga, which is the tattoo, is he would have the pattern, so you don't necessarily pick the pattern, it's yeah. 
he would look at you and he'll decide. They generally have two patterns, but it might be different with other tattooers. Yeah, okay. And then they just tattoo you, so it's all freestyle. So that's why the stretches are there to stretch your skin to make sure the lines are straight. Ah. Yeah, so a lot of my girlfriends in my grade had all had it done before me. So we're always sharing ideas on how we could get through the pain when we're prepping. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my Yeah, so and and it's something like really unique in our culture. So a lot of people are getting it done and it's one of the first things that they do say to you before you actually get it done is that like in English, they, they say that you need to learn your culture and your Samoa. So Samoa is the way of life, like Samoan way of life. You need to learn your culture and your Samoa before you get your tattoo done, which is something that's very important because it's not it's not for fashion. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so I do take pride in it because it's something that I've always wanted and it represents my culture and who I am. Yeah, and I wish my nana was still alive when I did get it done, but I didn't get my blessings from my parents until Uh after, only because my parents said to me that I wasn't ready. You know, I've asked them and I've asked them and they said, no, we feel that you're not ready yet. We feel you're not ready yet. So when they felt that I was ready to actually do it, because they said, we need you to learn the culture first, you keep looking into it and stuff like that. So until they felt I was ready, that's when they said yes, which... I felt at the time that, yes, I was actually ready to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's like, I guess parents do play a big role in what we get done and we usually, when the the children want to get tattoos or ear piercings or nose piercings or whatever, we always go, well, wait till you're 18, wait till you're 18. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Then you can make your own life decisions, you know. Yeah, yeah, so with us, it's more a lot of girls do get it done. Like my nana's days, she said 15, 16 was the age that a lot of people um, get it done. So my nana passed away on her 100th birthday in 2006. So oh, I yeah. really wanted to get it done then. But, you know, my parents and my nana also said that they felt that I wasn't ready at the time to accept it. And they've always said that when you're actually ready to do it, you don't feel the pain. Which, okay. which was actually, I felt, I felt that too. I actually fell asleep, but that's because I didn't sleep all day before that. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, if I stay up as long as I can, maybe I'll fall asleep when I get tattooed. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So they, I, I truly do believe that because my partner's got one as well, um, the Samoan, the men's traditional tattoo. And he felt the same thing too. Like there's pain, the physical pain, but the mental side of things when you're actually when you're mentally prepared to get it done, mm. it's easier to get it completed. Yeah. yeah. And you really want to get it done too, don't you? So you yeah. you know, you want it to, to go well. Yeah. So Jackie, coming back to your life in Australia, can you tell us some of the positives you have found about the Aussie way of life compared to you know, living in Samoa? Uh, there's a lot of positives um, here. There's so many opportunities here for studying. You know, if you don't get into university, there's TAFE. There's all these other opportunities as well in other universities where you actually don't need to do, you know, back then it was only 
what, three universities that you could go to now. It's like so many mm. universities. There's TAFE. I mean, you can that's do a lot online these days too, oh, can't you? Yeah. 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 So that's something that's very important for us as Samoans growing up and our parents have always installed that in us and saying that, you know, education is very important. Once you get educated, so many doors open up to you. So that's why I think that's one of the biggest opportunities here in Australia that I have to keep reminding my kids, you've got so many opportunities. You yeah. can work all your life after you get something so that you've always got something to come back to. you always got something to fall back on. I just think there's so many opportunities here, like not just that. There's just the government. There's a lot of subsidies. There's a lot of help that people get from the government that we don't have back at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the simple things of, I don't know, food in general. Yeah. yeah. Everything is a lot cheaper. You know, there's so many things that are so much cheaper that you can actually get by here in Australia. But I absolutely love Australia. I mean, it is my second, it's my home away from home. The opportunities here are just endless. Um, And it's really up to the person whether they want to take advantage of it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, having a good education and, you know, bringing, bringing your daughters up with that, I suppose, dual background and they would be able to see themselves. I think it's important for them to see how far, you know, you've come and, you know, be a a bit of an inspiration and a role model Mm. for them as well. Mm. Yeah. And speaking about your daughters again, you've got older daughters and now a baby. What do wow. you think? Some, <laughs> what do you think are some of the differences you found between being a mum when you were younger and now being a bit older and and having a a younger child? Uh, there's a lot of differences. I think the most important one is that I think I'm I'm a lot more relaxed now than <laughs> I was when I was younger because I think younger I was like stressing out about having a kid, how am I going to provide for a kid, just all the financial stuff that comes along with it is when you're a lot younger and there's so many other things that you do want to do in life as well. But whereas now I'm a lot older and I'm a lot more stable with regards to financial-wise and work-wise and I'm just more chilled. I'm a lot more chilled than I was then. Yeah. And I'm not stressed out as in, oh, yeah, she can fall. Okay, she's fine. She's not going to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think regardless when you're a new mum, you just really have no idea what you're doing. But when yeah. you're younger, you sort of, yeah, you feel you have to step it up a bit, I just guess. Just get on with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever, you're going to go to school. <laughs> you'll be fine you're alive yeah so I think being older I think you've just gone through that with the other kids and now you're just more chilled and I think a lot of it is to do with where I am in life so you know I'm a lot better off now than I was back then with the two um, younger ones so I think that's why I'm so relaxed now yeah and that's good too isn't it it's good to be chilled out and not too yeah, worried over every little thing. Yeah. 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 I think that's um, important for every aspect of your life. life. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't yeah. it? Definitely. Yeah. 
Jackie, you've mentioned the importance of, you know, a work-life balance and you're very busy with having a young one and, and, and older girls. And how do you find the right balance? Make time for yourself. I think, well, with me, before when I only had my uh, my elders, praise the 16-year-old, I was very focused on providing and providing. So I was always working. I bought work home. I was always working and I thought at the time I was doing the right thing for my family. I was earning enough and I bought a house and I was I'm like, oh my God, I bought a house and I'm really happy. But I realized then when my daughter said, all you ever do is work, like you've given us everything. Why mm. do you need to keep working so much? You're always telling us appreciate the smaller things. She was only about five at the time. Oh, wow. And I could tell she was very unhappy because I was always working. And I felt really guilty that I'm like, oh, I thought I was doing the right thing. So I actually went in and I resigned that same week. So I'm like, I got my priorities all wrong at the time because I really did think if I provide for my family financially and put a roof over their head so that they never have to worry again, everything's fine. So I went and resigned. Um, the week after that and I had enough money to sit at home for a whole year so I decided to take a whole year I had no job no nothing planned after I bought a house yeah (laughs) I just went I don't care I'm just gonna stay home then after almost a year I went back to work and that's when I came uh, started with the government and Uh, okay and I realized it was a huge pay cut but I realized the work balance that I had the focus was a lot on families. So I had so much spare time. I didn't bring any work home and I would go to work in the morning and I'll come home and the next, like around three or four, I can leave whenever after three. And I found that my work life was so much better that I got to spend more time with my kids and I got to do things that I wanted to do. So I started exercising again because all of that stopped and mm. I didn't realise how much, like I knew I was putting on weight but I did not realise how massive I was because I didn't realise the stress that I was putting on myself yeah. to provide and provide. So, And ever since then, I think that ever since then I've been so relaxed. Like I didn't need to take up a hobby. I didn't need to do anything. All I needed to do was change my mentality of, providing for my family is that rather than providing for my family financially provide for my like to be there to be physically there yeah, and be yeah. mentally there with my yeah. girls to actually be and like the, with them yeah it's like the financial side is always going to be a struggle because we're always going to have bills <laughs> to pay and we're oh, like, yeah, unfortunately yeah. <laughs> but, not knocking on our door <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but that was the huge that's the biggest thing that I've, I've done is that I just quit I didn't have a job no backup and I just took the risk which paid off big time and I don't regret it at all because I'm actually able to provide time for my family and I'm actually able to provide time for myself so I went back to the gym started doing the things that I loved I started reading again and I found that the more like as the months went by I just got I was happier yeah yeah, yeah so that was that's the kind of thing for me. Sorry, kind of like going back to your culture too, isn't it? Like that family aspect of things. Yeah. Like, mm. yeah. 
reconnecting yeah. with everything and everyone. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, I got so focused on that where you know, like in my mind, which I've told my girls now that they're older to fully understand that at the time, like in my mind, I didn't do anything wrong. It's just that my mentality, my my priorities weren't right, that I was so focused on making sure that they have a roof over their heads and food on the table, clothes on their back. But to have them and then to have my daughter remind me that the reason why I try to take them home as much as I can is so that they could see what they have back home so that they can appreciate the things I have here. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. something that I've lost focus of. So when I actually did that and I took a step back and I just took the risk of staying home for a whole year, not knowing if I was going to get a job again, it was the best thing I've ever done because I now have a work and life balance now where, and even with the government, they're so flexible with regards to family so that you can spend as much time with family. And I've had some very good managers that were able to, they keep that focus as well to remember there's work yeah personal life which is should be your number one priority if you ever get sick or if the kids are sick or if you feel a bit low you need to look after yourself mm. oh, that's really good yeah so i've had some really good managers throughout the years that i've been in government that they've kept reminding me that your personal life is very important that work is just a small part of your life but your personal life that's everything so you need to be happy there to be able to do your work yeah. Like the saying goes, you work to live, not live to work, mm. right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. then I just, yeah, and it does remind me of home, like at home, like they don't have, I feel that, and I've always told my kids this, and I tell a lot of people that ask me about my culture is that I've always told them people in Samoa are a lot richer than people overseas. Like people overseas will go there and they see they don't have, the material things that we have and they think oh you know they're really poor and stuff but people don't realize that we have our we own our own customary lands so our oldest they've all passed the lands are passed down from generation to generation we own the lands we got lands that are actually sitting right on the sand in front of the beach mm. they they pay millions of dollars overseas yeah. At home, these are customary lands that are passed down from generation and generation. We don't pay for any of that, which is why I've always saw at home because they have plantations and stuff. They grow their own food. And I've always thought that home, people back home are so much more richer than people overseas because we work our whole lives to even buy a house. Yeah, yeah. At home, we have our own lands just buy and the lands are so big that the whole family can just build around each other mm. so yeah so and yeah it's always that I've always have to keep reminding myself of back home and just where I've started and where I've come from and that's how I should live here to make life a lot easier for myself which which is actually work because I don't I'm not a spender or anything like that so yeah it works for you yeah, yeah. it sounds like you've got it just about all worked out Jackie so have you got any um, good, oh, I suppose, hints or tips for our listeners about, I mean, you've given us quite a few there about um, how to, you know, live a, a good life, just keeping it simple, I think. Is is that what you would say? Oh, yeah. Just appreciate what you have because 
there's people out there that have nothing compared to what we have here. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Thanks so much for um, having a chat with us, Jackie. Yeah, it's been really lovely to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) It's really interesting. And Deb was so, you know, (laughs) she was on to it. Oh, I've got this lady and I've got this lady. And, yeah, so it's good that we, we, you know, we get to meet. We're making a whole new world of friends. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All different backgrounds and cultures and, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Oh, I really do. And how awesome is this that you can meet somebody and have a chat with them and have a, you know, see see them in person, be know? in yeah, two different yeah. states. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I think it's awesome, especially when you're meeting people from different backgrounds as well. There's always something to learn from someone else's background. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Definitely. Definitely. Will you enjoy the rest of your Sunday? Oh 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 oh. Oh, oh.